All right, C-Squared Sports coming at you again. It's been a long time coming. It's been since uh, pre-South Carolina in football. Um, I'm joined today with... Chandler. Chandler Cup. Uh, C-Squared actually makes more sense with Chandler because uh, Cody Conrad, CC, Chandler Cup, CC. Um, to the fourth power. To the fourth power, yeah. They don't even make a word for that. That's how strong uh, our combination is. I'm pretty is. sure that's called exponents. Exponents, yeah. So uh, a little bit of math. Today we are also joined with Parker. Yeah, but I'm not really a big deal since my name doesn't start with a C, so... Only one C in your name. Last name's Cup, so... Okay. Hey, Tucker only has one in we, his name, so... Well, we can be C to the fifth power. We, we stretched that one out, so... Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, anyway, we're coming off a big win tonight against Florida. Uh, we're recording this, like, right after the game, so... It's kind of raw emotion, uh, <laughs> I would say. Big win, big-time win. Um, I actually uh, took Tennessee minus three and a half tonight. So big win for the Cody Conrad, uh, huh? Big win for my bank account too. I put twenty five down on uh, twenty four dollars back, right? I, exactly. I doubled my Ooh. money pretty much. Man, you're uh, living large. I'm living large. I'm a high roller entrepreneur. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can either learn to work or learn to gamble. I mean, you've got two you can. choices. You can, and uh, I was uh, feeling a little nervous <clears throat> in the first half after. It just seemed like Florida was hitting everything that they shot. Kevon Allen couldn't miss, and he came into the game shooting like 30%. And, I mean, he was just like 5 for 5 in the first half. Couldn't miss. Um, but this is uh, the best start to a season in basketball since. 2008, right? Is it 08? I, I think it's 08. We're 14-1 and one now. I don't remember what we were in 08. But I, think we, I think we made it to 16. Was it? I think it was 16-1 and one maybe. Was uh, that? I think it was sixteen and one because they were talking about today. It was uh, sixteen and one, and then you know, Is it, I, I didn't know. I think it was sixteen and one. Okay. Well, either way, best start in ten years, nonetheless. And uh, it's actually this is like the first time we've talked gotten to talk about basketball. This is the first podcast we've done during basketball season. I mean, what is Tennessee? It's Tennessee's basically basketball anyway. It doesn't really matter about football. Right? Yeah, we're a basketball school now, yeah. so we didn't even bring up football. No, that's all we're worried about now is basketball. Uh, but. On the football side of things, we finally hired an offensive coordinator. Finally. Uh, it was like 44 days, I think, was the number I saw. I mean, it was November 27th. We hired Chaney last week, one day last week. But uh, I think it's worth the wait. I think uh, I think Pruitt got had his guy. Uh, you know, I'm just kind of glad it wasn't promotion of a Will Friend so like, type of thing. So let me ask you this. Do you think that – it would be the quote-unquote home run hire, maybe not your number one choice with all the other previous candidates, but like after what we got, would you consider it a home run hire? Yes. Uh, from I would have liked the hire from the get-go if that's <coughs> who it was, if we knew that's who it was as soon as Helton uh, took the Western Kentucky job. But even with you know Hugh Freeze and... Uh, Kendall Bryles and Yurchich and all the other names that were floating around, I still think that the only guy I would have rather had over Cheney is probably Bryles. That me too. I feel the same way. Um, but nonetheless, I think it's a very good hire. Um, it, um, Cheney was the uh, coordinator in 2012 when we had Tyler Bray, and we were just slinging that tater all over the yard, oh, putting man. up 400 yards passing a game. Now, obviously, Guarantano. And Tyler Bray are two very different quarterbacks, but maybe uh, slight, slight. Maybe uh, Cheney can bring uh, Gorontano to that type of maybe not 
Tyler Bray level where he's just putting up 400 yards passing a game. But maybe he can work with Gorton enough to where he can play in that type of system. I mean, I would hope uh, so. Like, I don't know. Gorton is going to his junior year, so, I mean, he still has time to improve. And he showed improvement last year, so maybe <laughs> with an offensive coordinator willing to work that understands Tennessee, that loves Tennessee, uh, you know, maybe he can work with Gorton and have him – have him putting up those type of numbers. Well, I, I think because Gorontano's not a bad quarterback. No, and I think Gorontano has improved oh, tremendously since last year. So I hope he can make that jump again this year. But I kind of feel bad for the guy because, in my personal opinion, I really feel like he's going to probably get overstepped his senior year by you know Harrison Bailey, and I really feel like that's that's going to be a big problem because he's he has put in the work, and I feel bad for the guy because he's really he's done a lot for Tennessee. He's a dog. He's taking some hard hits for Tennessee. Let's just be honest yeah. there. And it's gonna. I feel like it's gonna be like all for nothing almost because I'm, I'm almost 100 percent positive. That, you know, I feel like Bailey's gonna come in here and he's gonna take the job. From what I've heard about him, I hear that he's he's pretty dang good. Yeah, um, it kind of sucks that he didn't get to reclassify into the 2019 class. I was kind of hoping that uh, he got to come in our way, but we have Mauer coming in. And uh, with all these quarterbacks entering the quote-unquote transfer portal that we've been seeing, uh, Austin Kendall uh, transferred from Oklahoma, uh, Jalen Hurts transferred from Alabama. Hey, Jalen Hurts, I hear Tennessee's pushing hard. Yeah. Uh, Could be interesting. I, I saw uh, Emmett Gooden post that thing on Twitter trying to get him to come. It was like a selfie that he took with Hurts. Uh, um, I don't know why I just drew a blank. but I mean – yeah, I mean, you're Gorontano. How does that make you feel? Like, it's like I'm um, your quarterback, but you're wanting another quarterback. Like, I, I would feel pretty bad if that was my teammates posting that. That's what I was thinking too. And do we want Hurts? Like, do we think Hurts would fit the system that Cheney's going to want to try to run better than Gorontano? Like, I don't know. Uh, I think Austin Kendall would be a better fit here. Kendall was a uh, committed here back in his recruitment. Uh, 16, yeah. 2016, 2015, whenever he came out. But um, I don't know. Yeah, I think either one of those you would probably rather have over Gorontano. I would. Because Hertz is going to his senior year, right? Or was he a senior this year? No, it'll be his senior year. So but he's going a, to his senior he, I mean, he's got an impeccable record. I mean, I mean, as a starter, but I mean – it doesn't matter who starts for Alabama at quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can go start for him and do at least go 500, I would hope. Yeah, I mean, all it takes is a quarterback to take it and hand the ball off to any of their five-star running backs. But, yeah, not, I mean, Tua kind of changed that this year. It was the type of quarterback that everyone hoped that Nick Saban would never have. Could you imagine Trevor Lawrence with with Alabama? Can you imagine Trevor, if Trevor Lawrence had actually stayed here? Could you imagine if T. Higgins actually stayed here? Yeah, we would literally have Clemson's offense. No, this is getting depressing. <laughs> took yeah. a weird turn. Hey, yeah. Let's let's get off the whole football track. Yeah, yeah. enough football talk. Let's that's, talk about basketball. Yeah, let's that, talk about something that makes us anyway. happy. Uh, like we said, coming off a big win tonight, uh, and you have the blowout in SEC play alone. You win by forty six against Georgia, and then you turn around have the big 24, 23 point win. I think it was 23 against Missouri, whatever it was. It was over 20. Bowden has 20. Bowden's on a tear lately. Oh, my gosh, man. He's playing out of his mind. I think I think moving pawns to the starting lineup has really pushed him to get better, and I feel like it's kind of 
taking some pressure off of him. So he's not he's not having to feel the pressure of that start and roll, which he could very well be. He's definitely a starter for us, but he's coming off the bench kind of like Lamonte Turner was last year, and he just felt more comfortable doing it. And I feel like that's helped him out uh, just tremendously this year. Yeah, it adds like a different dynamic to our team, too, with Pons in the starting lineup. Pons doesn't have to be a scorer, which he <laughs> has struggled at times with. He's shown that he can score. Yeah, he had a three-pointer, and then he went back-to-back air balls. Very consistent there, uh, Yves. <laughs> yeah, way to go. It's Eve. <laughs> uh, I've seen his name be pronounced so many different ways, but uh, <laughs> Parker Every- likes to call him Eves, Yves. Eves. Yves. Yves. Good God. It doesn't really matter. All that matters is the man can dunk over anybody that gets in his way. He just kind of refuses to do it. I don't know why. Yeah, if he bring his eye on, that's what I think. If he <laughs> if he ever realizes his athleticism and that he can just jump over top of people, he I mean he could be an NBA talent. Like he has that type of talent, in my opinion. What, what, that he maybe not a first round pick, but by the time he's a senior, he's a sophomore now. So by the time he's a senior, if he ever just like comes into his own athletically. I mean, that's just a scary thought. Can you give just the audience just an impersonation of what it would be like for Eves to, to re- when he realizes that he can be an NBA player? Like, what would, what would that sound like, do you think? I mean, first off, it's Eve, so <laughs> not Eves. Yeah, here we go again with the impersonation. I think I've got it. He says, NBA? Me? Star? Uh, how you say a first-round pick? <laughs> I feel like, oh man, oh man. Yeah, he really could though, because he's got he's got the build for it. All right, he's I mean, tall. He, what he's is got, he's he? Six six. Yeah, but his have you seen his arms oh, yeah, dangle down to his ankles? I mean, he like has a seven foot wingspan. He's like, yeah. I mean, I, he can shoot decently. When I mean, he definitely had two bad shots tonight. But but overall, he's a pretty pretty decent shooter. I feel like he just got to get better ball handling so he can actually drive by people because he's. He's kind of just like score off of sets, you know. He can't really create his own shot, and I feel like that's kind of his problem. But I feel like he's athletic enough to, when he wants to, if he worked on it, I feel like he'd be fine. I feel like he could easily be be a shot creator with the build that he has. So, and he's athletic, so he can definitely, uh, you know, switch up his game a little bit over the off season. Hopefully. Yes, I agree. I think that with his athletic ability, he would be if he can learn to use his athletic ability to drive. Like he was, like Chandler was just saying, if you could use athletic ability to drive and make a shot instead of just off a set, if he could learn how to drive better, he could be scoring at least 10 points a game, I think. Yeah, and the thing is, him being in the starting lineup, uh, he's usually on the floor with, you know, Admiral and Grant and Bone and Alexander. So he's not really having to do the scoring when he's on the floor. He's more. Uh, Focused on, he's more on the court for his defensive uh, ability. But when uh, you know when he's not in the court, with those guys, I think he does need to be more aggressive, driving towards the basket, or you know taking more of his open threes. Because I mean, he pass up, he passes up a lot of open looks, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, tonight you saw he had the big three early, and then he had two air balls in his next two three point attempts. So maybe it's just his confidence is not there. I don't know if it's just. If it's Barnes isn't holding him back, if he just wants him to be kind of a you know, rotational player right now. But I, I do think if he becomes more aggressive and starts just attacking the basket more, just trying to be a more aggressive scorer, I think that he could you know, take that next step and 
really get the attention of NBA pros, uh, NBA scouts, NBA teams. And I feel like he doesn't really care. Like I really don't think Eve's cares. Like I don't Eve, think, Eve, whatever Eve. I don't think he cares Culture. that he's not that he's a starter or a role player or whatever he is. He's kind of like an upward kid. He's like he goes out there. This because I just think he doesn't know any better. But I feel like he's out there and he's just happy when he gets to go out there. If he airballs two shots, I just think it just goes right over his head. He doesn't really care. I feel like that could actually help him in the long run because he doesn't. I don't think he's too mental about anything that he does. Um, but someone that I think kind of has been mental this year is obviously you know Lamonte Turner being out with the injury. He's come back, and he's looking like almost the Lamonte Turner we saw last year. Almost, not completely. You know, you saw he missed those two late shots that last year. I mean, I would almost guarantee they were going in. But, man, how much better has it been since he's been back? Like, it just it just seems like the offense is just flowing better. Because you got that extra three-point, you know, threat out there that can heat up at any moment. I mean, he hasn't done it yet. He's just been kind of there, you know. But – I mean, how great has it been to have him actually back? Yeah, I mean, we knew for like from we've known for the past month or so that his injury was more of a mental thing, like it was all in his head. Um, like his shoulder has been fine from what from what we've heard from Rick Barnes uh, for like close to a month. Because I mean, he played back in Kansas in the Kansas game, but he just wasn't didn't play very well. Like it, his shot just looked like he was, was terrible. Overcompensating for the fact that his shoulder was hurt, uh, and he was, you know, shooting the ball higher, which is what <coughs> Barnes was saying was the problem. But yeah, I mean, since he's been back against Georgia, uh, we didn't expect him to come back against Georgia, but uh, he he got some time off the bench. You know, he got the standing ovation from Thompson Bowling when he oh, came that in. That was awesome. Um, but you know, against Georgia, he didn't look great. But since the Georgia game, he looked good against Missouri. Uh, he looked good again tonight, you know, minus, you said, the two big threes that he missed late that would have pretty much been the dagger. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's getting back to the form that he was in last season, to sixth man of the year in the SEC. And, you know, with him and Bowden coming off the bench now, I mean, that's two 20-point scores that could be on any given night. I feel like they're going to the like be the two actually battling for the sixth man of the year. In the SEC, because, you know, right now, obviously, Bowden has the early, you know, edge on him. But I do feel like they could both battle for that. Like, that, those are the, probably one of the best players coming off the bench in the entire conference. And they're come, both coming off for Tennessee. And the way Bowden's playing right now, man, he's – he would – I don't know anybody that would beat him out for, you know, SEC uh, sixth man of the year. Like, right now, the way he's playing, he could be playing for SEC player of the year if he kept it up. And he's averaging, what, in the past few games, like 20 points a game. He had another 17 tonight, and it was like, I mean, it was almost all in a row. Like, he almost had 17 points straight. I mean, he had that tear tonight where he just took over, and I think that's uh, where we are better than we were last year because this year, like, when uh, Kyle and Admiral were in foul trouble and Admiral was on the bench with his fourth foul, I mean, Bowden just absolutely took over and decided that, <laughs> you know, he, that we weren't going to lose that game tonight. And I didn't see whether or not he got player of the game. He should have. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, where we just have anyone on this team at any given time can take over. I mean, that's a scary thing. It's really pick your poison all year long with this team. Because, I mean, uh, against Missouri, it was Kyle Alexander who had the monster night. Against uh, Georgia, 
uh, who was it that had the Bowden, was it Bowden? Right? It was Bowden. I, Bowden had twenty. Admiral or <coughs> Bowden, Grant, and Admiral all have eighteen points. Yeah, I mean, unreal. it's just like pick your poison. That we against Missouri, we uh, Grant had four points and fouled out with six minutes to go, and we win by twenty four in the room. Didn't even care. It wasn't even like yeah, when he it, fouled out. We we're like, oh well, you know, it doesn't matter. We're just subbing I mean, someone else. It was a non factor. Like when Grant fouled out against. Um, Mm, did he foul it against Gonzaga? Yeah. Yeah, at the he, very end. And, and then, then Schofield took and over. And then Schofield took over, that's right. Yeah, I mean, it's just when one guy goes down, it's just like we have another guy that can step right up and do – and we and we don't miss a beat. And I think that's where we were better this year than we were last year. Because last year, if Grant or Admiral were in foul trouble, it's like we couldn't do anything offensively. It's like we were just shut down. I, I think that one of the biggest things that's helped us a lot this year is that I really don't care who takes the last shot. Like, think about it. Last year, I didn't really want Schofield taking that last shot, but he's proven this year tonight and the Gonzaga game that he can hit those late-game shots. Last year, he was a borderline terrible at shooting those last those last second shots. I remember he missed one against North, North Carolina, tried to take over, and just – it was an awful shot he took to try to win the game. But, you know, he can do it. Obviously, Grant can do it. You know, we've – Lamonte's proven that he can take over and he can shoot. I feel like the way Bone's playing, if he wants to take the last shot, man, let him. You know, we were all mad at him, I guess, at the end of the Loyola-Chicago game where he had Lamonte kind of, you know, up court and he chose to take that shot by himself. Man, I think he takes that shot this year. I think it goes in. Yeah, Bone. The way he's playing, man, he just – I really feel like that shot goes in. And even, heck, Bowden right now, the way he's playing, give the ball to him at the late games. Oh, he showed tonight he he can hit those shots. I really think you give the ball to anyone on that starting five or that last five that's going to be in a game every single time, I feel like it's going in. I really, I really don't care who you give it to. I feel like everybody has the capability, the, uh, capability to hit that last shot, and I think that's because we're mature. I think it's because we've matured a lot since last year. Yeah, uh, that's what, yeah I agree with that. And tonight, the crunch times uh, five that were on the court, you saw were Alexander, Schofield, Grant, Lamonte, and Bowden. And I think I think that um, actually I think Alexander was out at the end of the game. I think they went with a little smaller lineup because I noticed that it was a uh, who they have in instead of Alexander was it a uh, they had Lamonte Bone Bowden Admiral and Grant. So that was the five they went with. But even Alexander, obviously, he makes a big difference too because um, you know that one play where he just got what it was like three straight was it two or three straight offensive rebounds and kicked it down they kicked it back oh. out both times threw it down to Grant and one and it was just that doesn't happen if you don't have a Kyle Alexander man he has gotten so much better since his first year here oh my god it's I, unreal the first time I saw him walk in the building man I was like oh this guy's gonna be good and they're like oh no 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 just just wait till you watch him play and he walked out there and I swear man he tripped almost over almost every single line on the court the man was I just never thought he'd be where he is today. Yeah, the only reason he really played or got a scholarship here is because he was based solely on the fact that he's 6'11". Yeah. yeah. Like, and we needed someone that was 6'11". 6'11". And, that, <laughs> and we found him, and we gave him the scholarship. Uh, yeah, that – his – I mean, he has to be one of the most improved players I've ever seen from freshman to his senior year that I've – watch the Tennessee basketball team. I mean, it, it's just like, it's unreal. It's like, I can't even put it into words. Well, very well said. Yeah, I mean, I, I, words. I, I don't even know what to say. I mean, that, I, I, he, he's not even the same player. 
Yeah, not at all. And I think he obviously is probably one of the biggest key factors in the game. Like, we didn't have him in the first half. What were we? We were down. We are going in halftime. He was in foul trouble. We didn't have him against Loyola Chicago. What did that get us? He got us put out early in the round of 32. So, I think that if we keep our lineup, let's, let's just go ahead and get, you know, theoretical here. Let's, let's think. So, let's say we don't lose any, any people all year. Injury-free. Injury where do you see us going this like where is our what is our expectations for this year? Like what would you say? I personally like I'm not gonna be happy unless we go to a final four. I'm not. Yeah, that's just because you're going to the game. Exactly. I, 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 that's <laughs> as why we, that's been talking about for the past month. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to the game, they go to Minneapolis, but I'm not gonna be happy because this is the I definitely think this is the best team we've ever had here. Like even better than OA. I really do. I feel like this is the team that's gonna finally get to go to a final four. And if we don't go to the Final Four, I'm going to be pretty upset about it. And I, I think that that is where – that is my expectations for this year is to go to the Final Four. I'm not sure if yours is the same, but what, what do you think about it? I mean, it sounds so weird saying that your expectation is to go to the Final Four. But, I mean, an Elite Eight loss just seems like a disappointment. Like, it, in hindsight, I guess it wouldn't be disappointing. It would still be a successful year going to the Elite Eight. It would only be your second Elite Eight in program history. But with this team, like you said, I think this is the best Tennessee basketball team ever. Like I, the 08 uh, or Lofton's team that got beat by in uh, the Sweet 16, they didn't make the Elite Eight. Uh, and then you had the 09 team with Chisholm and Prince and oh, was it 09? And Bobby Mays that got deep. You're right. And uh, the Elite Eight. Uh, yeah, but this team is just like so special. Like I, I think that a Final Four is the expectation. Like as weird as that sounds, and as much as I hate to say it, a Final Four or this season is kind of disappointing. Like if you get to the Elite Eight, you know. That's, I guess, not disappointing, but, I mean, given the circumstances right now, I think Final Four is the is the expectation. It sounds like we're just setting ourselves up for failure, man. Just, and it just for disappointment. It just sounds like we're setting ourselves up to just be disappointed. Like I mean, welcome every to Tennessee foot- sports, right? Yeah, yeah <laughs> every and, football year. And, you know, when we finally lose, if we finally lose, which, you know, whether it's in the Final Four, whenever it is, that that loss is probably going to be the most painful loss I will have ever experienced as a sports fan. <laughs> Just I'm, like straight up, <laughs> like I will be sick to my stomach. I don't know when we when I, this I basketball will, season is no, over. I will throw up last unless we unless we win, and I still may throw up if yeah. we win. I don't know. Last year's football season was pretty heartbreaking to me. Yeah, we a lot almost, of losses then. <laughs> we almost had. Yeah, it. but we were already out in Butch. We were just kind of we sold out. We were already done. Last year, the season was lose on Saturday and check your phone frantically on Sunday to see if Butch Jones is fired. <laughs> oh, that was that was good time. That was the whole thing, but I can't believe we're even even mentioning football. I can't believe Lyle Allen Jones just made his way into another one of our podcasts. No, I know <laughs> that that name should be. We brand. were talking about basketball, Parker. Come on, Parker. This is a basketball podcast. This is a basketball school. I was happy, um, but yikes! Oh man, well. Man, what was I going to say? I, I mean, I one question is for Florida tonight. What do you think Mike Wyatt was thinking when he took, what is it, Kayvon Allen? Is it Kayvon? Yeah. yeah. Kayvon Allen out of the game for the past, when it was crunch time. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, yeah I don't know. It helped us out. But, um, 
But, you know, I'm just going to be honest. I'm not afraid of anybody to play. I don't think – I'm not afraid of one team out there. I watched Duke play today. I'm not sure if you watched that game, but they look sloppy, man. Yeah, I watched they it. They just look – like they turned the ball over. Like they were not crisp with their passes. And Florida State had even looked even worse. They Most of their points came off of where Duke would tip the ball around and they just get a wide-open shot out of it. So – I really am not f- afraid to play really anyone out there. I definitely th- I think that we have a very good argument for being the best team in the nation. I'm not afraid to play anybody as which is different from last year. Last yeah. year I, I felt like, you know, there were some teams that we probably didn't like Villanova. Exactly. Well, we we almost beat Villanova. I really thought we were, we were going to win that game, but Yeah, but last year against them we had that whole like You knew though. You just knew that they're Villanova and they're going to beat you, you know. It, yeah. Like, I think we went through all of last season and all the, you know, we, we hung around with some of the bigger teams. Like, um, you know, we hung around with Kentucky in the SEC Championship but lost. Uh, we hung around with Villanova but, you know, eventually lost. Uh, we hung around with North, North Carolina, you know, eventually lost. But I think all those losses put the chip on this team's shoulder that, you know, that, and, and even the Loyola game, that there is something – that unfinished business, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And that <coughs> all these teams, that it, minus the Kansas game, uh, which you just kind of throw that one out, like the the Gonzaga game, uh, the game tonight, uh, it, it just seems like we're winning all these close games instead of, you know, coming up Correct, yeah. empty-handed. And, you know, obviously the Kansas game was a game that you – should have won, in my opinion. I do too. I think if Grant does not foul out in that game, we are thirteen and zero, and we're the number one team in the nation, hands down. Exactly, and we're fifteen and zero. That's what I And um, you know, even if he fouls out, if you have a plan for when he fouls out, because it seems like the offense didn't um, really have a plan for when he fouled out. Um, it, it just seemed like we were like, you know, what I'm saying that the we just kind of. Didn't have any rhythm after yes, he fouled out. Like we were if, just if we forcing had, things up, we were like dribbling the clock out, you know, and taking yeah, like a last shot clock violations. I hate when we do that. And if we had a plane like we did against Gonzaga, uh, for when Grant fouls out to just Schofield take over, and it was when Schofield finally decided to take over in the Kansas game, it was too little, too late. Yeah. So, um, and man, I think Barnes has done a great job. With the program and the fact that he's like building that expectation for every year, like next year, I don't, I don't think Grant's going this year. I feel like he's the type of guy, kind of like Josh Dobbs, that's going to get that four year degree. You that's why, that's why, and too. and I feel like he's building. Rick Barnes is building that kind of like that legacy here. That you know, at least that reputation that hey, we're one of the top teams in the nation. Next year we only lose. I know we lose Avril and we lose um, Kyle, Kyle, but. And you know, you think about it. You pick up five star Josiah James, and he can fill. He's the, he's like the definition, like filler spot right. for, for Admiral Schofield. And I, I just I see the way I see Derek Walker progressing. John Fulkerson is looking. Man, he's looking a little the bit Fulk better. I, I I I'm not a big fan of John Fulkerson. The but, Fulk but show. And I then hate no, saying it, but he's looking a little bit better. And, he is. And. I think Rick Barnes, and then the year after that, we'll look good again. We got more. We have. I think he's recruiting another four. Yeah, Keon Johnson. From, I saw. Yeah, um, and there's one other. I feel like, but I just really think that uh, he's building that. You know, that reputation here. That hey, we're the, one of the top teams in the nation. We're going to stay that for the next few years. That's for sure. So. 
Yeah, and don't, uh, we still have DJ Burns, too. Oh, yeah. Who's retreating this year. Yep, and he – I do – I will say I watched him uh, – I watched him play. I, me and you were both at that Tusculum game, and, you know, he looked a little raw. He looked, he looked, <laughs> yeah, he looked very, raw. very raw. Kind of much like Kyle Alexander, but, you know, it's Rick Barnes' yeah. reputation for coaching those guys up and making them better players. Coach him so. up, Rick. Coach him up. Yeah, that's uh, – and Rick Barnes kind of has a track record, too, of – Losing in in the tournament, you know, kind of getting upset in the tournament. But this doesn't feel I, like the year. This feels like that this team is gonna will past that. Like it feels like he at times he may just you know step out of the way and let this team, let Admiral, let Grant take over and just kind of you know get out of their way. You know what I'm saying? Like just yeah, like try not to get in his own way. Because I'm sure that's in his head. I, it has to be. I mean, he had Kevin Durant and lost in the Final Four. Like, he, you have a generational talent and don't win a national championship. I mean, that has to eat at you. I feel like this could be – if he – I mean, he's already a Hall of Fame coach, but I feel like if he wins this year, man, that – what a, like, I love the guy. I think he's a great – like, he's a great guy. Nonetheless, he's a great coach. But – Man, where does that put him on the list of all the all-time coaches? Like, man, he's a he's a phenomenal coach. I feel like if he gets that that one, you know, national championship win, I feel like that boosts him up with the all-time greats as as coaches. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Rick Barnes is a very good basketball coach, and he's an even better human being. <laughs> uh, Old Deacon Barnes, man. And he probably know he's sixty-three years old. And he probably knows that this is probably going to be his last best chance. Last hoorah. At winning the national championship this season. Like, I think he'll have, like like we said, I, he's going to have good teams after this year. Like, we're, Tennessee basketball is not going away. And I don't feel like, I don't feel like there's still no chance that we, we, we I, I feel like we can still win the next few years. But I feel like this is our, like you said, this is our best chance. This, this is his last best chance, yes, if that I makes agree. sense. Uh, closing thoughts. Uh, I don't think. I mean, when are we going to lose? Because I really. When's our next best chance to lose? Because tonight was supposed to be our toughest game of the year in the SEC. I mean, let me go ahead. And, yeah, pull, I'll up, pull up the schedule. Pull up here. the schedule. I, I definitely think we win. At, we win both games. You know, Arkansas, Arkansas and, and Alabama Bama. will be decent. You know, they're they're it should be bad. close. Vandy is always at an Vandy. okay game, but they're not that good. Tough to play at Memorial. West Virginia's not. West Virginia's they're, eight and seven. They're not eight that, eight. I don't know if they won today. South Carolina's just god awful. They man. beat. They're uh, two and zero in the SEC. Last I saw, I don't South know if Carolina, they won either. South Carolina beat Florida. Actually, I forgot about that. But they're they're like a five and whatever record. Yeah, they're, they're not very good. No, um, I, at A and M, who's down. Yeah. Missouri at home. Florida at home will kill them. South Carolina at home. I really – man, Kentucky at Kentucky at maybe? At Kentucky. Is that going to be our next best chance to lose? I, like, I feel I feel like that is – and maybe at LSU, those two games back-to-back. Or not back-to-back. You got a, a home game at Vanderbilt in between. But, man, those two games, I feel like those are your best chances to lose. And I really feel like the, the biggest one I feel like we may, we may lose is honestly – February twenty seventh, mark it in your calendar. Ole Miss at Ole Miss. Ole Miss is good, man. They be they be 
Auburn beat him pretty handily too. Like it wasn't even close. Yeah, one today at Mississippi State. Yeah, I, dude, they're they're a top twenty five team. That if not the top top twenty team, honestly, yeah. that's impressive. If Kermit Davis is really <laughs> in one season is already having them <laughs> really looking like they're. Probably going to make it the NCAA tournament. Oh, hands down. I, I mean, feel like they can make a run in the NCAA tournament. I do, I'll tell you this. I do not want to get matched up on their side of the bracket. Like, I really want them to be on a different side of bracket than us. In the I, SEC tournament? Uh, or in the SEC tournament and the NCAA, yeah. honestly. Like, I just I, – I'm just saying, man. They they look really, really good. Yeah. And it's, I guess it's hard to say now what three games into the SEC schedule, what's going to happen by then. But, I mean – I think we lose three more. Is it crazy to say I think we lose maybe two, three more games for that for the rest of the year? Two is what I would hope, but I mean, maybe three. I don't see us losing any game at home. No, I don't either. I, I don't we, see us getting beat at home either. That's that's one thing I don't see. I don't see us losing a game at home all year. And that's why I think I think our best chance to lose all year is that Ole Miss game. I really do. I think more than at Rupp, which I think me and you may be going to that game, but I feel like yeah, I'm actually Ole Miss or Kentucky, we're actually been looking for tickets. Yeah, so I. We'll see. I think that Ole Miss, honestly, is the best chance we have to lose in the entire SEC play. It just depends on how we show up to play, which so far we haven't really showed up and given like a terrible, like just terrible. We haven't seen that really bad game yet. Yeah, we haven't seen that yet, so I guess we're just going to hope it's not no, but, against Ole Miss, right? But we're winning games. and Even when we play bad. Even when we don't play like tonight, to our like, standard. Tonight it felt like we weren't, we weren't playing good. It was like very spotty. We would get on streaks. Every call was going towards Florida. I mean, but we still found out a way, of course, to yeah. win by 11. Championship teams find ways to win. By double digits at that. By double digits. Yeah. We, we've won every game by double digits God, except Gonzaga. I hate to see it. I'd love to see it. I mean, <laughs> poor, poor. I mean, imagine not being a UT basketball fan in the SEC. Like, it's bad. I Couldn't think at this me. point, it's just who, who's going to finish second, you know? Yeah, it's a race for second place. So. so. You're going to have a hard time convincing me that we're going to be any worse than 15 and 3 in conference. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, I think we beat the rest of the conference, I guess, by, I think the next closest would be someone goes, what, like 13 and 5, maybe? Like, I think that that'd be the, the next closest that yeah, someone's going to go. I feel, like, I feel like we're that far ahead of everybody else. And I just want to win a dang SEC tournament championship I think, game. I think this, it's been so long since we've won one of those. Nineteen seventy nine. I just want to win the dang it, SEC. This will be the forty year anniversary of it. Uh, we think, what a perfect year to win. Exactly, I think it's a good year. I mean, there's not too many teams in the SEC that are just like overpowering like we are. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome to see. Well, uh, last thing, what would you grade the Cheney hire? An A. I do. I give it an A. I think that even if we hire Cheney right off the get go, I'm happy about it. I really, I really think that he. Will, I think he'll work well with Pruitt. Honestly, like I think that the way that the I think the kind of the you know reputation he's trying to build here, I feel like Cheney's a perfect hire. And I must suck to be a dogs fan, but you know, there a lot of them are acting like you know, oh, we want him to go. He sucks. Like we don't care. Yeah, but you know, it, you know, deep down, like they. They're they're pretty upset about this loss. If they're not, they're stupid. Like he's he's you know a proven offensive coordinator in the SEC. Well, he's second. He was first last year in total offense. It was second this year. Is that right? And um, I just feel like that 
that Tennessee, that's something Tennessee's been lacking is that really good because, you know, Tyson Helton, man, he just wasn't getting it done completely last year. I think we could both agree on that. So yeah. I think it's a – I give it an A higher. Not an A plus, but maybe an A. I, yeah, it's, good. It's, it's better than what we had. Yeah, you're, you're you referring I – mean? you're talking about the fan base that uh, barks at other fan bases. <laughs> Yeah, as being unintelligent, imagine yeah. that. Yeah, I know, and they think we're unintelligent, but yeah. just look at them. Uh, they're, they're poor dog. They think we're, you know, they they like to make the joke that we're the people who are inbreeding, but have they seen their poor mascot, that poor thing, man? Yeah, bulldogs a, die because of inbreeding. Yeah, poor thing's gonna it's a die. Fact. So, yeah, so if you're a dogs fan and you're listening, just know you're inbred. Well, your mascot is at least. I mean, nonetheless, you 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 worship a mascot that's inbred. But yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean, I, I'd have to give it an A two, not the A plus. It's not, it's not a home run, but it's definitely a off the fence. You know, it's yeah. a, it's a ground rule double. Who, it's who, a double. who, who would have been your A plus higher? Probably Bryles. Bryles, maybe Freeze. Freeze. Yeah, um, same yeah here, same those here. two. But both of them have such uh, a bad track record. Kingsbury, yeah, especially but Freeze. Kingsbury's now the offensive or the head coach at Arizona. Yeah, Didn't see that coming, happen, but. but that's why Arizona is Arizona, and they will never – they will always settle for mediocre. Yeah. They, they're swinging for the fences. They're either going to hit a home run or strike out, go for the next Sean McVay. Yep. But uh, that's all I got. Anything you want to add? I'm a, that's all I got. You know, go Vols. I think we got a good year ahead, ahead of us coming. Parker? Go Anything Vols. You add? Well, we're going to try to record more. I know it's been two a two-month break, but uh, hopefully uh, Tucker will be in the next one. Maybe he won't. Maybe it'll be maybe it'll be us three again. Uh, who knows? But until then, go Vols.